Welcome back to another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I am Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. We're starting a new book, Jessica. We're starting a big book. Of course. The books get bigger as you go along. Yes. That means our journeys are going to get longer as we go along. It means yeah. it will take us 30 years to finish this saga. I hope not. Yeah, it's coming. That's what it's going to be. But we're starting Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire today, Jessica. Woohoo! Are you excited about this one? Or is this, when you kind of try to rank these stories, is this one of your more favorite or least favorite? Or are you kind of just in the middle about it? This one's complicated. So, like, I don't like this movie. You just don't like Robert Pattinson. No, not just that. What's your thoughts um, on him being the new Batman? I don't want to think about that. <laughs> um, so, I kind of, like, knee-jerk reaction is to go, Oh, I hate Goblet of Fire, because I don't like the movie. But, one, I know one of the times that I reread the series, I was like, eh, I kind of like that book. So, I kind of like this book. But sometimes I forget that I like this book because I did not like the movie. I just think you have a thing against sparkly vampires. I do actually have a thing against whoa, sparkly vampires. Oh, this is a no judgment zone, <laughs> Jessica. We don't judge anybody by by race, creed. Um, how would Sparkling. Yeah. How would you uh, How would you designate a vampire? Um. I don't know. By their by stupid. By the by, by their level. Of I don't like vampires and I don't like zombies. You know this about me. Man, so you that like eliminates like humans that bite are not cool. Like I don't I don't want another human to bite. Do me. mummies bite? No, I don't think so. What do they do? Why are people scared of mummies? I think they strangle you because their hands are out like this, <laughs> and so then they they get you and they strangle you. Really? Yeah, I think I that's how that goes. I think the only mummy movies I've ever seen are like the Brendan Fraser ones. Yeah, and that one sucks your soul out and all your skin off, and yeah, like those are the good it sucks ones. all the juices out of your body. I'm not really sure what he's doing there, but like he a, like a like a like a food dehydrator. He's, yeah, they look really dehydrated afterwards. Interesting. And somehow that makes him have skin again. I I don't know. Well, but uh, I do love those movies. Yeah, email us your favorite dehydrated snack. Do you like to dehydrate <laughs> sweet potatoes? Do you like to dehydrate some? Uh, I did not. Some bananas. Know where you were going some with apples, that? Apples, apple crisps. I like plantains. Those are the little bananas. Oh well, I think I like fried plantains. I don't know. I, deep whatever fry? we had. Anything deep fry? You could deep fry like this the remote control, and I'd probably give it a shot. Ew, my mom. At my mom's birthday party, her friend brought, like, hawaiian foods and had these, like, dehydrated, fried plantains. They were amazing. Like, I just sat there and ate them all. I don't know what they were. Send us uh, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com or tweet us at broomsticksb. Broomsticks followed by the letter B. No underscore, no spaces. And let us know your favorite dehydrated snack. For absolutely no reason. Just and let us know. it doesn't have to be a healthy snack either. Just be anything. Although, I don't know what else you could dehydrate other than, like, fruits and veggies. You can, like, have anything dehydrated. Like, the, like, like, the, like the spaceship meals. Like, chicken and 
You need to hydrate meats and fruits. Yeah, I guess that's what jerky is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So you could just. So what's the difference between like jerky you would make like, <laughs> like in your know. in your dehydrator like stuff you buy does in the store just have like more preservatives in it? Probably, or? probs. Or they add something to it because I don't think it's just pieces of meat that they dehydrate. They gotta add some. Some bad they do stuff like to flavors it. and yeah, flavors and preservatives. Something that makes it very rubbery. I like when they add things to it that is just like a color. Mm-hmm. Like they say, like this has red seven in it, and I'm like, and what yellow in the world six. Is, what in the world is that? <laughs> That's it's never like, just one though. It's just, a combination. You can't just add a. It's add like painting. You gotta you gotta blend. You can't just say, oh, we added a color, red seven. Blue six, blue four. You can't, you can't, can't do that. I don't get it. I don't understand it. That's what they do. I think Fruit Loops is mostly like red six <laughs> and sugar. <coughs> so uh, on that note, let's talk about chapter one. Woohoo! Smooth transition there. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Now, Jessica, the first chapter was called the Riddle House. Yes, and the, rid- I was, and the Riddler showed up. I was excited to hear your your take on this. Riddle me this, Jessica. Very different. Is this or is this not the first chapter that we've had in the whole saga so far without any of the main characters in it? That's what I was going to ask you. I'm like, this is your first chapter that like isn't Harry. I'm like, where's Harry? Where's Ron? Where's Hermione? What's happening right now? So you said we had Frank. Yeah. Frank Frank the Tank. Frank, Frank the, the tank. tank. We have a we kindergartner did, named Frank. We did he have likes some, to be called uh, Frank the Tank. Like, he likes it. Uh, my brother's goldfish is Frank the Tank. That's nice. Because he's like a 20-pound goldfish. <laughs> he is. That they wanted at a carnival. And it's, and it's just consumed the earth around him in order to just, uh, to, to gain he's sustenance. He's getting bigger and bigger. So the Riddle family is introduced was introduced in the Chamber of Secrets and when we learned that Tom Riddle and his infamous diary. Uh, Tom Riddle was a former talented Hogwarts student who would go on to become none other than Lord Voldemort. None other. Than he who shall not be named. But this chapter takes place, the majority of, of this chapter, I should say, takes place over 50 years ago. They some, some One time they said 50 years, one time they said over a half century ago. So somewhere in the area of, you know, 50 plus years. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's consistent because like with the Riddle Diary, they said it was from 50 years ago. And the town was uh, Little Hangleton? Yeah, I kept looking at that going, Hangleton. And there's also a big Hangleton. Wasn't it Great? Greater? Greater Hangleton. Hangleton. <laughs> yeah, I was confused by that for a second. I had to go back and look at it. That's I was like, like, wait, what? Big St. Louis and Little St. Louis. We've got East St. Louis. <laughs> but Simba, you must never go there. Never go there. <laughs> it's a dark, uh, dark place. It is. Uh, del- it take- we learn about this dilapidated manor. Uh, that is the aforementioned Riddle House on top of the hill where Tom Riddle and his parents lived. And Jessica, what were the townsfolk's opinions of the Riddle family? Oh, they didn't like them very much. They said they were snooty, rich, and and snooty, and no, nobody liked them. A little them. uppity, uppity, a little greater, great, holier than thou. Yeah, I didn't. We didn't get a whole lot of information on why they didn't like them, but we kind of just 
they gave us a little bit. We kind of had to draw our own conclusions that they were just a little, you know, like, we're, you know, we're, we're better than you We're y'all. better than you. And, and well, and it sounds like they weren't really part of the town. Mm-hmm. They were up on the hill, you know, overlooking the town. It was kind of like even their house had to be separate and higher and better. Do you think that they really didn't mingle with the townsfolk because they thought they were better than them because of their financial situation or because they thought they were better than them because we know that there is a certain section of the wizarding community that feels that muggles are lesser than. Do you think it was that or do you think it was a third option here that maybe they were just trying to not expose their wizarding arts to the muggle community below oh daniel none of those things none of those things well no the first one they were just (laughs) richer and better than everybody else i thought there was like going to be some big swerve coming daniel it was a fourth one well it's a combination turns out they had a 240 live tigers up there (laughs) that they had illegally no they were running a uh, illegal tiger import-export business out of the Riddle House. If you have Tiger King on your pop culture bingo, go ahead and mark it. That's mark what it he's down. referencing. What's the, so, no. what's the What's the Tiger King's nemesis? Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. <laughs> uh, dilapidated manor on top of the hill, uh, like I said, over 50 years ago. And something happened a little over 50 years ago. Just the maid walked in. And found all three of the Riddle family deceased. Yeah, I was a little confused here with this timeline. So the maid came in and found them all dead, still in their dinner things. I was going to say that's what my copy said, but now I'm actually reading the American copy now. American copy. American copy. I don't have the original copy. And I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> Where at least I know I can America understand the words in the books. <laughs> on your pop culture bingo. Go ahead and pop, mark it off. And they don't use weird words like they do in the UK version of the books. So they were still in their dinner things. But then later when they're talking about the whole town gets together at the, the bar, the pub, to gossip. gossip about it. She's like... She says that the gardener did it, and who better? And her whole logic for blaming him was he had a key and he could sneak in when everybody was asleep. Well, the murder didn't happen when everybody was asleep. They were having dinner. Yeah, and she said something. And too then wouldn't the cook be there if they were having dinner? She said something too about how there was no sign of like a forced entry, not no windows broken, not no. You know, forced entry on the door or anything like that. So they said that, though, the gardener is the only other one that had a key mm-hmm. who would have been off-site, I guess, and could have potentially gotten away with it. I don't know. It was it was a weird... They kind of glossed over the, the whole murder thing. Yeah. <laughs> they gloss over murder a lot in these books. Yeah, it's okay. Just, Just like, murder. ah, this kid's dead. It's fine. Morning, Myrtle, she died. Yep. She's a dead kid. Now she haunts the place. Oh, all those ghosts flying around? Yep, they did. We found out later. Not a big deal. About Moaning Myrtle. Oh, this kid This kid got killed? Okay. Not a big deal. Nope. Murder is like, 
not taken very seriously in these books. No. Well, they kind of did. They, but they they couldn't prove that it was murder. So they they arrested the gardener. He said he didn't do it, and they couldn't figure out. They couldn't prove that it was murder, so they let him go. Well, let's get into that because I have. That's the next thing I got written down is that Frank Bryce. Frank. The I keep wanting to call them the Riddlers. <laughs> the Riddles. No. The Riddleses. The Riddles Gardener is arrested, but they could not press charges because I guess the autopsy or what did they do an autopsy or they yeah. said like the coroner or the coroner. somebody yeah, the medical were... examiner or whoever it was. That that's just what it was playing through my head, I guess, yeah. when I was reading that. There was no signs of like blunt force trauma. There was no signs of like strangulation. There was or no poisoning, signs of like nothing. poisoning or stabbing. Or said that they were perfectly healthy, except uh, for the fact that they were dead. Other than the fact, and aren't we all? Yes. Aren't we all perfectly healthy? No. Like no. Other than the fact that we're not dead. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that didn't make sense. I don't know what I'm, what I'm saying. Uh, we're all just big bags of water floating around from day to day. I mean, you know. That's just, that's just, we're just kind of fragile beings. And apparently we can get frightened to death. Something. Like it seemed like what happened to the Riddlers. Something like that. They're not the Riddlers. You think uh, they could have got like a good detective? Who would have been a good detective? To, like, but nobody really cared because nobody liked them. I'm just like. Kind and of, their whole family was dead. So why there was nobody going, hey, I want justice. But if the Riddlers get murdered, whole family of Riddlers. Who would, Riddles. A, who would be a good detective that could figure this thing out? <laughs> Only if we had, say, Batman. <laughs> no, Batman's not in this. You world. don't know if he's not. You don't know he's not in this universe. The Riddler's in it. That's not the Riddler. <laughs> it's the Riddles. Errs. You're no. saying it wrong. Riddles. Oh, we'll we'll come back. Do I have an intern look <sighs> it up? Uh, Kelly, help me. The Batman is in the Harry Potter universe. I think because Batman understands magic. He doesn't like magic, but he understands that it exists. Yeah, but this is 50 years ago. So this is before uh, Batman, Batman came was like Batman. introduced in like 1942. No. So. No. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Something like that. I think Superman was like 39. I think Batman was like 42. Something like that. We'll have an intern look it up. But uh, Frank Bryce is a little bit of a recluse. He apparently went away to fight in the war and returned from war and has kind of a, a dislike for crowds and, and loud noises and socializing. And, you know, he kind of lived in the guest house of the the riddle family and was kind of you know just kind of took care of the grounds and he just kind of kept to himself and he was you know totally fine with that and even after the the death of the riddle family he still for years you know has been keeping that same that same position you know for over 50 years this whole time yeah that seemed kind of odd you know so i think he said he was like 70 something yeah in the story 77 so, 78 so he had to have been like you know 25 maybe 26 when he came back from war and got this gardening gig and has been mm -hmm. rolling with it for like the last 50 years 
But there was a couple of owners in the coming years, but none stayed very long, did they? No, they, they, yeah, they came and went. They said the house just didn't feel right. It felt creepy. Yeah, you know, nobody really wants to live in a house where three people were murdered. I think they were kind of put off by the, by Frank a little bit too. It seemed like. I think they kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, the, even though he was cleared of this, you know, the fact that there's these stories about him and he's yeah. kind of living in the house right behind us. That is odd that they didn't say, hey, you know what? We don't really need your services anymore. Oh, you don't want to make Frank mad. Well, but if he went away, mm. at least, I don't know. Might make you go away. <laughs> uh, kids have been, so it's kind of become like this place where like kids will throw things through the windows and will like sneak in on dares. It's kind of like that haunted house that you hear about like in a Goosebumps book. That, you know, the kids, if you can spend a night there, you're really tough. Yeah. And that's like the, that's kind of what the house has become. And, you know, messing up the, the lawn that, that Frank's still, you know, trying to keep tabs on. So one day, Frank noticed, and Frank's in bad shape at, at this point, you know, as we get to present day. Here. Yeah, didn't it say he couldn't hear very well? I thought it said in the beginning of the chapter that he didn't hear very well. And then later he was, you know, hearing things happen. So I was like, wait a minute. I thought you couldn't hear very well. Well, I, th I know he, yeah, he was hearing things happen. But I guess he was, I think they were kind of alluding the fact that he was kind of like cupping his hand and kind of like leaning in. Yeah, it did say he turned his head to the right to like hear better. So he must have an yeah. ear that's better than the Yeah, other. they did say it later because they were using some, there was some wizarding vocabulary that's used later in the book. And he's or later in the chapter, and he's thinking that, man, I know my hearing's bad, but that just doesn't even sound like a real word they just said. <laughs> you know, like Quidditch and uh, what was the other one? Muggle, Muggle was the other one. So Frank one day notices a light glimmering in the window. And his first thought is that those darn boys started those a fire. Those darn kids. Yeah, those darn kids started a fire in the house. So Frank, it takes a lot of energy for him to get his walking stick and limp. No, up he had to go get dressed and everything first. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute, he t the house is on fire, and he took the time to go get oh, dressed. Let me go put uh, my, my pants shoes on. on, my boots, my pants, and yep, get his walking stick, and he shuffled on over there. Yeah, shuffled over Got to the, the key house that he still has. And he sneaks up the stairs. He said the stairs were like so covered with with dust. I guess they had. Yeah, it said he hadn't been. He hadn't been in there. But yeah, yeah he said that uh, it, it said that he had been so long that since he had been in the house, that he 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 still remembered where Things everything were. was. Just yeah, like if the you layout. like, you know, if you went to the house that you grew up in, you know, you haven't been there in, you know, twenty five years maybe, mm -hmm. but you would still know the layout. Of it yeah. and everything. So he sneaks up the stairs and he eavesdrops on a conversation that's happening in the room. And the conversation that's happening in a room, and there is a fire going on, but I guess it, it is a. In the fireplace. In the fireplace. Yeah. And the conversation is between Peter Pettigrew, who we know snuck off at the end of the last book, and the Dark Lord himself. Voldemort. Now, Jess, how would you describe Voldemort's current state in the chapter one here? How is he? Uh, icky. You say icky? <laughs> icky. Okay. 
elaborate on on icky um well first i wanted to go back and point out that they said you know the house had been through several owners but the current owner had it but he never lived there and he just kept it for tax purposes in air quotes air quotes whatever that means <laughs> which is but, an awful thing because if you keep a property and you don't live there or generate any revenue by letting anybody like rent it you're just paying personal property tax on it and mm. that's not really like a good tax but this is in america they do things <laughs> different over there you don't understand like the, you, you don't get like a tax credit for owning a house like i mean you get like you can claim like your mortgage interest i guess and it take you know gives you a little bit more on your return but the amount you pay in personal property tax and like homeowners insurance is like way more than any kind of credit you would get on your your taxes but i digress yeah i i, I think that's not the point. It's just what they, they're it telling like people. It sounds like J.K. Rowling didn't do a lot of looking into the tax no, code. The current, I think that's what the current owner says, but that's obviously not what's actually happening. Well, that's a, it's not even a good way to hide the, uh, you know, it's not even a good excuse. Oh, I'm good keeping it for, <laughs> for tax, tax purposes. purposes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, hmm, yes. Whatever. And everybody's like, yes, yes, yeah, that makes sense. But makes sense. I wondered why he didn't think maybe the owner, like, finally showed up. Maybe the owner needed to go away for a little while, went off on a little vacation, decided to go to this house that he owned that never went to. I don't know. I just wondered why that didn't pop through the guy's head, through Frank's head. That Oh, you know, he's like just chilling, sitting in a chair by the fireplace. He's got like a servant. Maybe this is the rich guy who owns the house. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I guess it's just been so long and all, all that Frank's really had as far as any kind of interactions as it as it goes with this house is just the kids, you know, being jerks. Yeah, but once he was up there and could see that there were people in the room that, you know, weren't kids and up to no good and causing problems. Maybe he thought it was like homeless people that snuck in or something and needed to warm up. Maybe. So Frank limps up to the house. He's eavesdropping on this conversation. We've got Peter Pettigrew and Voldemort. And a couple things caught my attention for the rest of the chapter as we set up you know, kind of what's going to happen in the last several pages of this chapter. There's uh, a mention of Nagini. Yes. The snake. The snake. Now, uh, Nagini's story would get told a little bit more if you have watched the uh, Fantastic Beast movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not happy about mm, no. about the, the backstory of Nagini? Not really. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know how it connects. Like, I, there's a gap there. I don't know how it gets from one place to the other. But, and maybe they'll make it make sense, but I'm reserved. Well, there's more movies coming, so there's And still skeptical about how it happens. As we record this in 2020, two of the Fantastic Beasts movies have come out. And we know a little bit about Nagini's backstory. But in this book, Nagini is just a snake. Yes. Big snake. Big old snake. Like a 12-footer. That gets milked. Yeah. <laughs> so, I seem to have forgotten that part. I was like, wait, what? And I'm guessing they're talking about, like, the venom. Yeah. Because that, that's how they make, like, the anti-venom is by milking, like, the... The, the venom the, out of the snake. They make the, them the bite fangs. the little cup yeah. and, and collect the venom. Yeah. And that, that's, that's what they make the, the anti-venom out of. And so I'm guessing Peter is milking Nagini and... Voldemort's drinking it 
and that's, that's what like it sounded giving like. Him like you know help help helping that's sustain like, him that's like his you know chicken noodle soup that he's taking to like <laughs> oh, nurse God. himself back to hell there's also a mention of the killing of a uh, member of the ministry uh, one uh, Bertha Jorkins yes and we don't really hear nothing we don't really hear anything else about her in the chapter other than Voldemort has killed her well that Peter ran into her mm-hmm. essentially kidnapped her mm-hmm. which he didn't do as like this brilliant plan just the fact that he kind of got busted yeah. and he didn't know what else to do and panicked and he kidnaps her he brings her along and um, apparently Voldemort like interrogated her. interrogated her and happened to find out some interesting things about the World Cup mm-hmm. and so they were just like hey we're gonna we're gonna do this brilliant plan we don't know what that is yet but apparently Voldemort's got a brilliant plan because of this yeah so she's got some information that that Voldemort has taken great interest in and then once he has gotten all the information that he thinks makes her usable she is dead Voldemort has killed her and they're kind of Voldemort doesn't seem as worried Peter seems a little bit more worried that people are going to notice that she's missing and then that's going to you know raise a red flag but yeah. Voldemort kind of seems like, yeah, by the time that happens, we'll already be on, like, step six of our plan. Step six? Yeah, step six. Oh. It's a 37-step plan. Oh, okay. But we'll already be on step six. And once you're on step six, that Jess, everybody knows there's no going back from that. No, definitely not. So the other little thing was there was a little callback to something Dumbledore said in the at the end of the last book about Harry sparing Peter Pettigrew's life and how... Peter Pettigrew kind of owed Harry a debt as a result of that, and that might pay itself back later on. Mm-hmm. There was a little hint of that there where Peter, referred to as, as Wormtail in the whole chapter, suggests using a different wizard other than Harry Potter in whatever nefarious plans that Voldemort has planned. And uh, Voldemort doesn't like this insinuation. He doesn't like the fact that Peter is suggesting that, hey, well, why don't we just use a different wizard? Uh, no, it's not because I, I, I feel like protective of, of Harry or anything. I just think that it, w- it would be easier. You know, I could just go, go grab another wizard and bring him here. And, you know, it'd be a lot easier to get to random wizard number 14 than it would be to get to Harry Potter, given all the, you know, uh, security that's, you know, bound to be. Because by the fourth book, we know that we got to keep an eye on Harry because... Where Harry goes, trouble trouble goes. Fu- trouble goes <laughs> you know, there was that little, in, you know, insinuation there that Peter was kind of suggesting that maybe we could, you know, use somebody else. And then he saw how Voldemort was reacting to that, and kind of said, "Well, it's not not because I want to protect him or anything like that." Mm-hmm. Do, do you, you picked up yeah. on that as well? And you know, whether what his motives are, Wormtail's motives are. You know, we may never know, but it does make sense. Like, it's like Voldemort, you know, he's kind of blinded by this revenge, but it would be a lot easier to get random wizard number 14 and and do it. And why didn't they use the other wizard, the witch that they had? 
I was confused by that too. I guess maybe the plan wasn't fully formed until after you're they had murdered her. You're not evil enough to understand this. Oh. And if you're not evil enough, I'm definitely not evil enough to understand it. <laughs> we'll see. The problem you're more is evil than I am. The problem. Oh, thanks. You're uh, like a three on the evil scale, and I'm like a one. Negative one? No, I'm like a one. Oh, okay. Every once in a while, I get nefarious thoughts. Let's see, but I'm Ravenclaw, and so therefore it's the logic of it. It would be simpler to do it with a random one. I think the most evil thing that I do is like if I take like the dog for a walk and I forget to bring a poop bag. <gasps> I might not pick it up. No. I kind of look around to see if anybody's watching. <laughs> and then we run away really fast. Run! Run like the wind! That ranks on number one. You are a three. Uh, Jennifer is what? Uh, She's got to be higher than you. I don't know. Why, why does she have to be higher than me? Because, okay. I don't think so. Just, I think I, I'd be more I'm evil than even, Jennifer. I've never even but met Jennifer. But Jennifer, I, I think but she's she kind of... gallivants all around the world, <laughs> getting into trouble, no doubt. You no. can't, you don't gallivant around the world like that without, you know, getting into some... I think that she's not evil, but she's protective, and if she feels like she has to take care of something, she's going to take she care of evil. it. I just said she was higher on the scale than you were. I bet I am. And Kelly's a nine. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Kelly! Because she lives in New York, and you got to be tough. <laughs> you got to be tough. She lived on, like, the only bad street in Brooklyn. Yeah. I I. There. I wandered around New York at 3 a.m. And I got to her street and I was like, babe, talk to me on the phone while I walk to her house. I walked down her street with a Hello Kitty backpack because I ain't scared of anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, could, I could charm anybody that would, would want to do me harm. What were we talking about? Oh, I wanted to ask you about <laughs> oh something I talked about a second ago. Voldemort calls Peter Wormtail. Yes. All chapter. All chapter. Is this just a way to demean him? Yeah. Is it just... Because to me it just seemed like he was calling him by that name to make him feel like he was, you know, a lesser Lesser being. animal. Also, just like a bad guy name, you know? Because like if somebody, like if my nickname was Prongs and somebody called me Prongs, I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Padfoot. Cool. cool. Mooney's not not so cool, but yeah, it's I think he'd be a little, he's a little more sensitive about yeah. his nickname then. Yeah. But like Padfoot or Prongs, what's up, Prongs? What you doing, Padfoot? Like nothing, man, chilling. Chilling. But Wormtail just kind of seems like he's just like putting him down, and and he is the whole chapter. He's just so, he's just so, and and Wormtail evil. Is like, he's Lord Voldemort. Yeah, but like. This is the guy who's like milking a, a snake, <laughs> and you know it, it. And he even says it. Voldemort even says it in the chapter. If you weren't here, I would die. Yes, if, and like like in a few hours, not yeah. just if you weren't here for a week. Yeah. No, if it's you just, weren't here tending to every little thing to me, I would be dead. However, you're still a piece of garbage. Yes, <laughs> that makes that. It's, he's so unappreciative. Evil? 
unappreciative. I mean, it's evil. okay to be evil, Jess, but you don't be unappreciative. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there, that's, just a, that's just a whole nother thing. You know, I understand evil. Uh-huh. I don't understand not appreciating, you know, people doing acts of kindness for you. That's because you're Hufflepuff. That's true. That's right on the money. We get the, uh, in the middle of putting down Wormtail, though, we get the brief mention that I think it's it's worth not overlooking. The fact that Voldemort said, it doesn't matter, you know, because sooner, sooner or later, my actual faithful servant is going to be returning. So we know that there's another servant of Voldemort that we maybe haven't met yet that is out there and that Voldemort thinks highly of. He's he's got him higher on the totem pole than is uh, Wormtail. Yes. So somebody's going to be coming in later in the book. Kind swooping of seems in. Like, swooping in another character. And being eviler. Eviler than mm-hmm. the Riddler? <laughs> yes. So he's like the Joker? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. That's an interesting comparison. So the whole time this this thing is going on, Frank Bryce is eaves, eavesdropping on this whole conversation. Oh, and Frank. He's Frank is very confused by the terminology that he's hearing. I think Voldemort mentions that we are we shouldn't take action. We need to wait. Like I've I've waited like 14 years for this Harry Potter thing to happen. I can wait a couple more months until the Quidditch World Championships are over, which yes. is another thing that Ron referred to in the last book. Harry, you should come visit me over the summer. My dad can get us tickets to the Quidditch World Cup. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be dope. Uh, Wormtail's not really convinced that we should be waiting like why aren't we acting now well how much longer does he want to be catering to him every second of the day and milking snakes he wants to, to be done with yeah that's true i didn't even think plus of that. he you know the whole end of the last book we talked about how he gravitates to the most powerful in the room and right now lord voldemort is not that powerful no peter is and, more powerful than lord voldemort right and now and so that's kind of a really you know insecure place for him to be mm-hmm. he likes to be surrounded by somebody who's going to be the big tough guy and he can just hide behind him yeah. and ride, that's ride the not this not the scenario right now so he's yeah eager for plus he's on the run uh, you know the Ministry of Magic might be looking for him now that they know that he's still alive. Sirius Black still wants to kill him. There's a lot of people who want him dead and are going to come after him, or he, at least he, so he thinks. So, yeah, he's like, could you get this plan on the road and get back to your big bad self and protect me? So Nagini slithers in right past Frank, who was worried that Nagini was going to eat him. But he got a little bit of relief when Nagini slithered past him into the room. But then Nagini snitches on Frank. Snitches get stitches, Jess. What? To snitch? You You catch the snitch. You catch the snitch. And then if you don't, somebody tells on you. And then they get stitches because they're going to get hurt. But you said the snitch gets the stitches. It's a little gold ball. I don't think it needs stitches for anything. 
How are the wings attached? I would assume they're they're attached with like little stitches, maybe. No. We'll have an intern look it up. Uh, Frank is, like I said, very confused by the terminology Quidditch, the word muggle, and uh, Frank gets killed. But yeah, so he has a he has a moment. He kind of gets tough. He he thinks these guys are bad guys, criminals, or spies because he. I heard you say that you killed, killed people somebody. And, and I don't know who this Harry Pobber is, but <laughs> you're going to kill this, him too. I don't know who this Hardly Potter is, but what? you're going to kill him too. And I'm going straight to the police, to the fuzz. To the fuzz? Yeah. Yeah, that didn't happen. No, he didn't make it. He got killed. No. But it's not a big deal because murder isn't that big a deal in these books. No. Old He dude. was just cannon fodder. So my question to you is, I got a couple questions here at the end. We're at the end of the chapter here. Yeah. Voldemort grew up in that house. He grew up with Frank as the gardener. Did Voldemort remember Frank when he came in? None of those things happened. What? No. But Tom Riddle is Voldemort, and Tom Riddle grew, grew up in that house. No. I can't give you spoilers. Just no. But you just gave me spoilers <laughs> by telling. Don't don't say no. How long is it going to be until? Because you're not making sense right now. I'm making perfect sense. It said that Tom Riddle and his parents grew up at uh, that. Tom Riddle lived in that house, and that Frank the Tank was the gardener. And then Frank the Tank, 50 years later, comes back. I would no, think. But the the. Mr. and Mrs. Riddle and their adult son, Tom Riddle, were murdered in the house. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Stop looking at me like I'm stupid. Like, I'm making... I, this happens every episode. <laughs> I make perfect sense, and you look at me like I'm a moron. And then you're like, oh, I can't tell you. It's can't tell you. It's I can't spoilers. Tell you it's spoilers. And then it's not actually spoilers. It's just you withholding information. When was it not actually spoilers? I don't. Episode six, maybe. No, you're making that episode up. 15. I want. We're gonna go back and listen. I'm not gonna go back and listen. Yeah, because you have to tell me where it was. Because I don't think it happened. <sighs> okay, so but that question's just out the window because you can't answer it, right? Voldemort did not know Frank. Okay, so. Ever. So that kind of leads into my next question, which you're not going to be able to answer either. <laughs> Who killed the riddles? Not Frank. Well, we know that. And if Tom apparently died 50 years ago, how is he still alive? Because it wasn't the same Tom. Pardon me? You, you sowing seeds for later on? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Tom Riddle, um, uh, the adult son, uh, um, Tom yes, Riddle, am, uh, died in the the house fifty years ago. So is he like Tom Junior? And like, there's like a Tom the Third. You're raising your eyebrows. I don't know what you're doing. Are you like, <laughs> you coming on to me? I, what is going on here? What is what is going on? I don't understand. 
It's chapter one, and I'm already confused. <laughs> Where's Harry? This he, book is called Harry Potter. He's 200 miles and away. And the Goblet of Fire. He's 200 miles I away. I haven't seen Harry, and I haven't seen a goblet. <laughs> I have seen fire. Yeah, there was fire. What is, uh, they don't really tell us, like, what Voldemort's face looks like. Yeah, they don't. All I can think of is the one from the movie. Which I don't remember, so I don't and have any. Like, fr- I don't have any frame of reference. It looks like Skeletor from He-Man. No, it was like a little sticky, wet-looking baby thing. Ew. <laughs> yeah, icky. Remember when I said icky? Ew. Earlier. Yeah, I don't like that. I'd rather <laughs> have him look like Skeletor. <laughs> He-Man. <laughs> Skeletor. He was. Funny. He was definitely not dehydrated. He did not need to go and get juice from Ew. anybody. So he's already juicy. He's like. Ew. Yeah. It was gross. I don't like that. I don't like this at all. I don't like this chapter. Yeah, another reason not to like, like the movie. Book. No, it's the movie. This is going to be the last episode of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. <laughs> no. Everybody's all juicy, and there's like milk and snakes, Ew. and like, there's like old dudes getting killed. Nobody cares. I don't understand. You're being all coy over there. There was a fact in the story. What was, so Frank, when they arrested him, he said that he didn't see anybody go to the house, except for a teenage boy. Her. And the adult, Tom Riddle, died in the house. (sighs) That's what you got. Anything else you want to talk about in this chapter? I'm done. I'm done. Angry. No, but I'm I want angry. I'm frustrated. I want to talk about the the bracket thing that's going on on the internets right now. Okay. So, what day is it? Uh, we are recording this on April thirtieth, two thousand twenty. During the COVID crisis. Yeah, during the pan- pandemic of all pandemics. So there's a lot of games people are doing on the internet. Anyway, so BookCon was canceled this year because uh, of the pandemic. I wasn't going anywhere. You weren't going anywhere. No. And they've been doing a lot of brackets online. And the one right now just If you don't know what brackets are, they're like tournament. They're like a yeah. tournament. Tournament. And the one right now they're doing is the Harry Potter film bracket. So not the books. Mm. The films. Mm. And they've got Deathly Hollows Part 2 up against... The Goblet of Fire, which is what we're reading now. They've got Sorcerer's Stone versus Order of the Phoenix. They've got Prisoner of Azkaban versus Half-Blood Prince. And Deathly Hollows Part 1 versus Chamber of Secrets. Now, if you were if you were uh, filling out that tournament bracket, if you were this was your NCAA bracket, you put in your 10 bucks at, at your workplace to see who you've got it advancing who would you have moving on to the second round and then the final the championship well the f- the first round is already done the voting that they did online i don't want to know the voting. i want to know well, you. No, but i'm just saying i i don't agree with like any of them interesting interesting i was quite surprised with how my picks uh added up to everybody else's 
Um, so the first one was Deathly Hallows Part 2 versus Goblet of Fire. We've already discussed that I did not like the Goblet of Fire movie. So obviously, <clears throat> Deathly Hallows Part 2 for me. However, for everybody else, they picked Goblet of Fire. Totally confused there. Um, this other one was Sorcerer's Stone versus Order of the Phoenix. I love Order of the Phoenix. The book, I have a hard time separating the two. But I do like Sorcerer's Stone a lot because, like I said, it's the beginning. It's setting everything up. I think the movies did a good job. The movie did a good job sticking to the book. They didn't have to leave a lot out because obviously the book wasn't as long. But I like Sorcerer's Stone. And that one did win per the masses. Um, Prisoner of Azkaban versus Half-Blood Prince. I think I would have gone Half-Blood Prince. But that might be the books pulling me in a little more. And they went Prisoner of Azkaban. Deathly Hollows versus Chamber of Secrets. I think... I would have picked Deathly Hollows. Deathly Hollows Part 1? Part 1. Okay. And everybody else picked Chamber of Secrets. Um, I think one of my favorite books and movies is Order of the Phoenix. And they put that up against Sorcerer of the Sto Sorcerer's Stone. Sorcerer of the Stone? <laughs> yeah. The Disney one? <laughs> yeah. Which made everything really confusing. Um, but... I don't know. I guess I just would pick Sorcerer's Stone throughout the whole, you know, to win the thing because that's the beginning. That's how it, where it all started. I would pick the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, that wasn't a movie. Yeah, I made like a like a my own movie. Oh, like, a fan like, movie. Yeah, fan 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 movies like Ooh. five minutes. Okay. Released straight to DVD. So, what would you have winning the the whole thing? I think of the ones. Since I couldn't have Order of the Phoenix in there to battle it out, I would have picked Chamber of Secrets. So let me give you the, the Rotten Tomatoes scores. Ooh. Of all okay. ten Harry Potter movies, they're including the two Fantastic Beasts movies. Hmm. Did you like any of the Fantastic Beasts movies better than any of the Harry Potter movies? No. You didn't, didn't even like the first fan Because I didn't really like the second Fantastic Beasts movie at, at all. The first one, though, I thought was kind of cool. You didn't like that better than any of the Harry Potter movies? I liked it except for the obscurial thing. I didn't understand that and how it could be such a big thing in the Wizarding Community. We've never heard of it before. Well, plus that actor that plays... Uh, yeah, he was awful. Uh, he... Uh, I forgot what it is. Ezra Miller. He apparently uh, beat up some woman at a bar recently. <laughs> yeah, and so <laughs> on, now he can't video. be in movies anymore. Uh, let Screwing me everything you, uh, up. Let me give you the uh, ranked from worst to best based on Rotten Tomatoes scores. Now, Rotten Tomatoes is, um, this is based on Rotten Tomatoes audience scores. Okay. So, it's not based on... It's based on the peeps. It's, yeah, it's not based on the, the critics. This is based on the audience scores. Number 10 is Fantastic Beast Part 2, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, only got a 55%. Uh, that means 55% of the audience liked, liked it. it. Uh, number nine was Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, what we're reading right yes, now. Yes, I don't like that movie. Uh, 74%. Uh, number eight is Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, 78%. See, and I, I like that book, but I don't think I liked the movie as much. I tried to explain to you that it was like the 
the Spider-Man where he became Venom and got really weird and creepy. Yeah, it was really dumb. It kind of came off like that. I watched that movie once movie. and never watched it again. And I love Spider-Man. Uh, number seven is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. First one. Okay. Uh, 79%. Uh, number six, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. 80%. Yeah, we, I'm a huge fan of that one. Uh, like especially is, when we watched it again right after the movie, it was very disappointing. Which is actually it was actually it says here the longest of the Harry Potter films. Uh-huh. Uh number five, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, eighty one percent. Number four, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, eighty two percent. Pretty high still though. I mean Number three, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part One, eighty five percent. Number two, Harry Potter, the one we just finished, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, 86%. See, that surprises me because I would have thought more people didn't like the time travel stuff. That's just me. Oh, it's just Everybody you? else loves loves time travel. Oh, okay. Everybody else loves it, just me. And number one, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Do, 89%. Yeah. Says it's phenomenally acted and written. The Battle of Hogwarts is worth the seven film buildup and everything. Whether simple or complex, and the narrative fall into place amazingly. The film brings the franchise to a conclusion powerfully and satisfyingly, and it deserves its place atop this list and a mirage of others which may rank these incredible films. Yeah, I have to agree. Like, I like all of the films, some more than others, obviously, but there's something special about the first one, mm-hmm. and there's, there's something special about the last one in a series if they do if it right. Done right. If, if done right. Yeah. There's a whole eight book series that I completely loved in the beginning and got wah, wah at the end because like, it I just mean, didn't didn't close right. You think about like the Hunger Games series. Mm-hmm. How those, I I thought that, I, I really enjoyed the first Hunger Games movie. By the time they got to the last one, ah, man. I thought they, they, they kind of dropped the ball on it. I thought uh, what would be a, a, a good example of that would be like the Avengers movies. The whole Marvel, like the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe had been built up like 10 years to get to Avengers Endgame. And I'm not going to spoil anything for people that haven't seen it, but it wrapped up everything with a nice little bow. And now we can go on to a totally different story. Like we had been building up to this for 10 years. And they wove so many storylines together mm-hmm. and planted so many seeds in the beginning. Mm-hmm. There are a few things where they, you know. There is some time continuity, travel. Continuity issues <laughs> in a couple of things. There's some time travel, which I didn't but like. But overall, they did an amazing job they, they weaving took, all yeah. of that together. They took an impossible task. Plotting and it out. made it. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones that. You know, kind of. Uh, you t- you t- talked about like the Divergent movies before. Yeah. Um, I liked the first one, and I liked the second one. It's just the third, and it's not the movie's fault. The third book was awful, so it just ruined the whole series. Like before, I was like, "Oh my god, read these books! You have to read these!" And you know, we passed them around to friends and stuff. Chris, you like Mark, they all started reading the books at the same time. Well, that I did, and then the third one came out. And, like, that was the only one that I, like, bought because it came out and I, like, immediately bought it on my Kindle so that I could have it and read it right away. And it was awful. Probably the most, you know, probably the most famous of pop culture movie sagas is the Star Wars saga, which just wrapped up the, the quote-unquote, the Skywalker 
saga, which was movie number nine, and now they're going to be going on to something. They put a bow on it, going to be going on to something totally different. Man, it is a very, it is a very uh, uh, split culture on whether they they did a good job of wrapping it up or whether they just went went off the rails. It, and that's not a good thing when when you've got like a 50-50 split that means I, I know you can't keep everybody happy but you well, know something with like the the avengers they kept most of the people happy with star wars they're really it all kind of stayed on the same i mean like technology wise and the special effects wise it, it gradually increased but they kept everything kind of on the same level, too, where Star Wars was like, oh, this is great. That one's awful. This one's great. That one's awful. You know, they, they bounced around so much. They, they just couldn't keep everything on one people level. And then people would go like 20 or years couldn't without build. A, people go like 20 years without a Star Wars movie, and then they got one. They're like, this is amazing. Is it, though? <laughs> <laughs> or, or do we just miss it? And then yeah. now that we get like a Star Wars movie every year... People are kind of like, uh, I don't know. But then, like, yeah. The Mandalorian comes out on Netflix, and everybody's like, oh, Baby Yoda. This is Sweet. amazing. And then another thing that comes uh, just popped into my head was Game of Thrones. It's not, not a movie oh. saga, but, man, the the uh, you could probably count on one hand the amount of people that were happy with the way that saga ended up the final season like, the final season was the worst by far of any of the seasons and now you can't like recommend it to anybody mm-hmm. like my dad i bought him the first season on dvd and the first book and he had yet to get into it and i had been bugging him and bugging him and bugging him and then the last season happened i'm like never you know mind don't worry. don't worry about it i'll take it back to best buy <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't worry about it don't waste your time but you're saying that Harry Potter does it right. Yes. Yes. So we got, we, we, we still have a reason to keep going with this podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, well, I'm going to get you through all of these books. We're going to get there, babe. Anything else you want to say about chapter one of Goblet of Fire that had no Harry and no goblets? No, I think that about sums it up. No Harry, no goblets. But a but little, little we'll bit of get fire. There. A little bit of fire. A little bit of fire. And some snakes. And, and some snakes. Sticky. And, and some sticky and some talking down to... Wormtail. To Wormtail. Eh, I don't... You're okay yeah, with I'm it? I'm okay with it. I mean, at Just this point, okay he deserves with, it. Just is okay with bullying of certain people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just supports bullying if, if it's certain people. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for downloading, listening, and subscribing. Uh, thank you for joining us for another journey into yet another portion of the Harry Potter saga. You can follow us on Twitter at BroomsticksB. That's Broomsticks followed by the letter B. No spaces, no underscores. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Tweet us your questions, your thoughts. No matter what podcast platform you're subscribing on, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, leave us a five-star review and let us know how we're doing. And send us your emails, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. It can be something silly. It can be a question. It can be a comment. It can be anything to do. Your favorite dehydrated food. It could be anything. It could be just like, you know, what you're doing to get through this, you know, COVID-19 thing. We want to hear from you guys. We love interacting with you. And hopefully this podcast can give you just a little bit of a relief from the madness that's going on in the world right now. And we can all come together together. As Potter fanatics. 
While social distancing. While, while safely social distancing. Podcasts are a great way to social distance. I would think that podcasts right now, if you were, if you were advertising with podcasts, you're probably getting more bang for your buck now than mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Just because people are inside. A lot of people are trying. Like I'm trying podcasts that I've never listened to before just because I have the time to do it. So if you're giving us a try, we really appreciate it. Spread the word. Uh, thank you for your support. It keeps us going. It keeps us motivated. And uh, we're going to keep rolling with Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And hopefully either some goblets or some Harry are going to show up in the next chapter. Well, he showed up at the very end. Said he woke up with a start. I guess. His name was mentioned a few times. Does that help? Nah. You, at least you knew you were still reading the right book. Yeah, I was like, I was like, did I pick up one of Jess's like uh, weird YA novels about sh- you know with strong female characters and magic. Yeah, I, mean, I see. I could have got easily confused yeah. because all your books have magic in it and strong female characters. They look like they're ready to throw down on the cover. <laughs> yes, and dragons. There's a dragon on your cover. There's you a dragon a new on my cover. cover. Uh, this is the new, uh, is that, is that, no, that's not the new ones. That's the, uh, that's not the new Brian Selznick. Oh, covers. no, but this was, so this was the, like, the second. Yeah, it's like. Redoing. This, yeah. This it has the castle on the side if you line up all the books. Yeah, that's like the mid-2000s classic edition. we got to keep coming out with new covers so people keep buying them. Yeah. Just like every time the Ravenclaw edition of a book comes out, I buy it for you. Yes. Which they need to get on that. And they're like, like we're not going to get Ryan Ryan's money. So, because he does anything for And then you usually buy the Slytherin one and send it to Kelly, yep. too. So he does, he does anything to keep his wife happy. So just come out, keep coming out with new covers, and he'll keep buying them because he wants his wife to like them. It's a good plan. Good uh, business model for them. Until next time, we're Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we'll see you then. Bye. Yeah.